Hello, sweet love. Welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine life coach, and this podcast is for any woman who has felt overwhelmed and exhausted and like she's not even touching all the things she needs to get done. Here we talk about the missing ingredient in our lives that impact our physical, mental, and emotional health. And as a coach, I work mostly with busy working moms who are feeling burnt out. So you'll notice a lot of my language is to support them here. But that doesn't mean you're not welcome if you don't fit that profile. All right. If you're here, I love you. I'm grateful for you. I think you're amazing. So let's get into today. I want to talk about the wide scope of burnout, how it impacts our life, and what the hell we can actually do about it that's actually going to make us feel better in like a real life kind of way. This is not going to be a show about getting a manicure or your hair done, not that kind of stuff at all. It's real life recovery and prevention actions, okay? If you've been here for a hot second, you know... I don't love our traditional concept of self-care because most of the time our coloring books or face masks or whatever do do not do shit when it comes to actually healing or helping us feel better, all right? They even have the potential to create more avoidance from what's really going on. Okay, I do want to mention that I am not a doctor and I'm not pretending to be one here. And if you need support, never hesitate to find it. Sometimes you're going to have to work to find it. And while that sucks, it's also a hero's move. Okay? So let's go. Burnout. What's the deal, right? Over the years, I've realized that burnout has a huge sliding scale. And it hits differently for everyone. The level of tolerance or whatever you want to call it is different for everyone. Some people experience feeling burnt out while their lives seem dreamy from the outside looking in. And other people experience it in the midst of a raging shitstorm or way after. And everyone has a different level of symptoms or a different experience of burnout as well. And what they're willing to normalize. Some people don't even notice they're experiencing anything abnormal until they end up in the hospital with extreme gut pain or panic attacks. Other people can feel themselves disconnecting from their lives and want to course correct correct much earlier. There's a lot of things I think that impact what each person experiences and what they can tolerate and sort of all the things. Because You know, a lot of women grow up disconnected from their bodies and from their life traumas and all kinds of things to such a level that they actually don't notice the distress their physical body is in or their emotional and mental state, right? They often think any discomfort they're experiencing might be a sign they just need to do more. And some people are deeply in tune with their bodies, but don't know how to stop doing the things that they've been doing, right? They're just stuck in the perpetuating of it, even though they're very aware of what they're physically experiencing. So my point is, burnout is personal. Feeling burnt out is personal. Now, what's important to understand is it's generally not something that can be corrected by forcing yourself to sit in a guided meditation or drinking a daily green smoothie, all right? We want it to be, but it's not. 
burnout has a very real impact on our physical body and our mental health. So when it comes to the logistics of what burnout actually is, it basically comes down to experiencing a chronic activation of our stress response without resolution. You can Google HPA axis disruption to get into the like science or logistics of what's physically happening with hormones and whatnot. And you totally should if you're curious because it's incredibly interesting. The deal is we as a species were designed to experience and process stress. It's an essential part of our survival. And things like cortisol, which get a bad rap for sure, are essential for things like waking up in the morning or feeling focused and energetic and alert in the day. So good. Now, our brain is constantly scanning to pick up on any tiny triggers that might indicate danger or threat, both real or perceived, as in something we're thinking about, right? Perceived threats. And if it finds anything, it will send a signal out to release hormones that optimize our body for survival. But now in our current landscape of life, we're constantly from the moment we wake to the moment we try to go to sleep, inundated with stressful things. And babes, we cannot sustain being in survival mode for too long. We were not designed that way. It is not how our body works. We need to process through all of our stress response, right? Our, when our brain has that, kicks up that trigger to our perceived threat, we have a physical stress response. What's happening is many of us are stuck, lodged in that stress response. And what happens physically is this gradual decline in our immune function and digestion and gut health and sleep and our metabolism and cognitive function just starts to flounder. We experience weight gain and food cravings and just, you know, so many things. And listen, I'm not a scientist, but I do know what this feels like. It feels like exhaustion, anxiety, worry, panic, overwhelm, disconnection from ourselves and our joy and our loved ones and our lives. It feels like giving up or overgiving or soul-crushing sadness, lack of motivation or desire to do the things that we love, right? Feeling like we're gaining weight even when we're doing all the things right. Feeling wired but tired, you know, like knowing we're exhausted but not being able to fall asleep and the inability to focus or complete anything like we're just in this constant overwhelm loop which and also it can feel like resentful and angry and helpless or hopeless I mean the ramifications of these things alone of feeling these things on any regular basis are very real they're going to impact every aspect of life. Now, stress can also, and being stuck in this stress cycle can also start to show up in physical ways. Like for me, it always comes back to my digestion. Even when I was a kid, like a little kid, I had stomach cramps and stabbing gut pains and stress-induced vomiting and gut issues. 
Now, my childhood was this sort of very real combination of hard things and good times. And an outcome of that was I believed that sort of the only feelings I was allowed or that were appropriate were happy feelings. So I would try to make everyone happy and feel good so I could feel safe enough to process my own feelings. But when you grow up with an alcoholic father who was emotionally uh, developing, that's hard. That's a hard task, yo. So I spent a lifetime stashing stress in my stomach and experiencing it in intense pains. My clients have a lot of similar experiences that often will result in very real health issues like an autoimmune disease, leaky gut, or IBS, or, you know, experiencing uncomfortable weight challenges. And these are just the tip of the iceberg, my sweet friend, because you only have to hit the Google search bar once to understand the very real and kind of intense impact of chronic stress. You know, I think there's other things too that are impacted, things that perpetuate the struggle and really hurt us kind of deep into our soul. That's feeling like we're never doing enough, feeling like we're always failing in some way, feeling like in order to be successful or worthy or loved or accepted or enough, we need to keep doing everything. We bury ourselves in to-do lists and work and volunteer and signing our kids up for everything and saying yes, even when we know it's going to be too much. It All of this perpetuates a lack of boundaries and that perpetuates a never-ending cycle of stress that we are stuck in. And that feels like burnout. That feels like burning out. And... The truth is, if you're a caregiver, which so many of my clients are, the load is even heavier, right? I work mostly with working moms and often working moms in a caregiving job like nurses and doctors and lawyers and full-time moms. But also, every client I have ever worked with is a caregiver, which is interesting. But helping jobs are exhausting, Now, this is huge to understand if you're a parent, because once you're a parent, you're never not a parent, which is lovely, obviously, and also can be very challenging because you're constantly in situations where you're navigating and trying to process any number of emotions that don't actually even belong to you all day, every day. This is why work sometimes feels like a break for my clients and absolutely for myself. So let's talk about what we can do to heal or avoid burnout, okay? This is so important. First of all, I want to just affirm you for a hot second and let you know that you are freaking amazing and you are doing enough. You just are. You've already done enough. So many people come to work with me and say, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything right. I'm doing all the things. And then we get to work trying to unpack the need to do everything and start learning to sit in the discomfort of creating boundaries. So uncomfortable, but amazing. Preventing or recovering from burnout or chronic stress and worry isn't about a trip to the spa or weekly massage even, although those things are both fantastic. 
we need to actually create a safe environment for our body again. Because listen, I know a lot of y'all are out there plowing coffee all day, skipping meals, and then stress eating or overeating, often to numb out quote unquote bad feelings or to numb out how damn tired you are. And I get it. Please know that I genuinely do. I genuinely get it. I am not trying to throw shade ever, but I am calling you out so you listen, so you hear this. Our body needs consistent behavior that will show it that we're safe, that things are safe, that we're okay, that it's okay to relax, that it's okay to process feelings, that it's okay for us to process our feelings and to process our stress. All right. So from a functional medicine perspective, let's get into some logistics. We do that. We do just that by creating consistency in your life, Um, by eating a nutrient dense whole food diet. And if you are experiencing real gut and digestive issues, maybe that will include removing a few things to give your gut a chance to actually heal, right? Food impacts how we feel so dramatically. And eating a highly processed diet generates uh, gut dysbiosis, which generates feeling like hot garbage. Next, you want to create a consistent sleep habit and routine. Listen, go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time as consistently as you can every damn day. And really understand that no matter who you are and what you think, you need eight hours of sleep, all right? Yes, I know there are supposed outliers, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and suggest you, my sweet love, are not one of them. Now listen, if you have children that wake you up all day and night, I feel you. Try your best to be honest with yourself about what time you can actually go to bed. That's all I'm gonna say. I also want you to know that you're doing a great job. Now, next, you want to make sure that you feel connected to people and to yourself. Now, listen, I'm just mentioning this like it's not an especially big deal, but it is. We just don't have all day for me to unpack it here. All right. (laughs) I think one day I might do a course specifically for this because feeling connected to ourselves is the foundation of literally everything else. It's what drives us to either burn the fuck out or to start building boundaries or to start taking care of ourselves or to start paying attention to how we're feeling or to start observing our own experience of life. I mean, listen, it, it's essential. <laughs> now, of course, we're gonna, I'm going to suggest some stress management techniques to weave into your daily routine, not in an outrageous way. All right. Sometimes people come at me with like, you need to meditate for 30 minutes in the morning and then 30 minutes at nighttime. And I'm like, listen, that's too much for me right now in the season I'm in. I usually suggest starting with something really simple, like taking three breath breaks three times a day. Just set an alert to go off on your phone three times a day. And when it does, pause, close your eyes and take three juicy, deep breaths. That is it. Okay. 
It's just a signal to your beautiful brain that you're okay. Another thing we need to do is move our body. Now, what this looks like is going to be wildly impacted by how you're feeling and how depleted you are at the moment, okay? When it comes to actually processing through stress, when it comes to actually completing our stress cycle, the quickest way to do that is by sweating and exercising for like 20 or 30 minutes or more. This is how our body has been designed and how all animals that experience a stress response have been designed. Remember, humans are just fancy animals, all right? (laughs) So movement is key. But if you're experiencing really intense burnout or exhaustion or feeling super kind of panicky and high anxiety and, you know, just maxed out, that high intensity movement is not the answer for you. Right? So complicated, right? But if you're feeling deeply burnt out and just overdone, we're going to look at a more restorative movement plan, which is often a real challenge because the women I've worked with who've driven right to the depths of burnout hell are highly driven badasses who push themselves to achieve in all areas of life. And the idea of like Qigong or restorative yoga is bloody hilarious to them and absolutely essential. So these are a few of the ways in which we create safety for our physical vessel, right? For our body. And while I love them like crazy, they also don't get to the root of whatever drove us to feeling like crap, right? Feeling burnt out or experiencing burnout is a symptom of imbalance in our lives that if we don't change, won't change. I want that to land for you. There's no workaround for this, my love. There's things we can do to mask or kind of quiet down the symptoms, absolutely. But if we don't make changes deep down, things won't change. When I talk about getting to the root of the issue, what I'm talking about is our thoughts about who we need to be and how we need to show up for our lives. I'm talking about our belief system and our self-identification. Because if you use the framework I mentioned earlier, you will start to feel better for sure, right? Your physical body is going to respond to being taken care of. But that won't stop you from perpetuating all the behaviors that got you to the place of feeling burnt out. You need to change how you're showing up in the world. And the only way to do that is to start thinking different thoughts. And I know I'm making it sound ridiculously easy and simple, but I want you to know it's not. (laughs) I mean, sometimes maybe it is, especially for someone who's like well-practiced at this kind of idea. But usually we're full of thoughts that we would never even notice that drive our actions, that drive what we do and what we don't do, right? They're part of the fabric of who we are. They've been part of us for so long. Not only do we not notice them, but we also don't even think to question them if we do notice them, right? They're just the news. Those are the roots, though, that 
that I'm talking about. And that's always where true change comes from. When we change our thoughts about who we need to be and how we need to show up for life, we will naturally start creating boundaries that support our health and enjoyment of our life. Our actions become the byproduct of these newly generated thoughts, and then things don't feel so hard. Okay, this episode, listen, I could talk about it all day long and go deep into each and every one of these sections. This has just been an introduction to a very nuanced situation, but if it's landing with you, or if you're struggling with any of the things I talked about today, first of all, I just want you to know that you're not alone. The struggle is real and the world is pretty much rigged to keep us stuck in this loop. It takes incredible effort and courage to change. Always, but especially in this arena because we're always celebrated for being the person who's doing it all. We're always celebrated for being the person who's always available. We're always celebrated for being a person who just gives and you know, gives and gives and gives. And we're pretty much never celebrated for being the person who says no or decides to take a nap instead of bringing our kids to the pool, right? I'm a bit zesty about this topic because it's pretty personal for me, actually. I personally found motherhood to be a challenge. I for sure had postpartum depression when my first was born and a whole bunch of other things came up and were going on for me. And then my husband was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And we had maybe um, one and a four-year-old about, maybe a bit younger than that. And I was running a business. And I was doing everything, like everything for him and for the kids and for my job. Everything, all at once, all the time. And it slowly began to drain everything I had out of me. It was a really hard time because while my exhaustion and resentment were growing, so was my guilt and shame because I knew that my husband was dealing with his own things, very real things. And I just kept thinking, like, I remember thinking, I should be able to do this. What is wrong with me that I can't do this? What is wrong with me that I feel angrier and I feel resentful about this? And then I would just push myself harder and it just wasn't sustainable. It was too much. Now, listen, luckily for me, (laughs) when my husband was diagnosed with his autoimmune disease, he also started working with a functional medicine doctor. And that is what changed my own trajectory because I started taking care of myself. And over the years, I've helped a lot of people with this and I've created a framework that I've made into a course. And I'm really excited to share it with people who need it. I will include a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about it. Or if you feel like you want to get to the roots quicker, then you can reach out for one-on-one coaching information. But either way, I do really want you to know that I appreciate that you're here. And if you found value in today's episode, I would be incredibly grateful if you would share this with your people, okay? It makes such a huge difference for me watching this show grow and reach more people every week. It fills my bucket. 
And I just don't want to normalize feeling exhausted and stressed out and burnt out and run down and anxious and like hot garbage for women anymore because it's not. It's not freaking normal. And obviously not just women deal with this. But the truth is women consistently put their health and happiness on the back burner while they take care of everyone else. And it's just not sustainable. All right. The most important thing to remember is you are already worthy and beautiful and you don't need to change anything about you to make you lovable and amazing. You are enough right in this very moment. <laughs> 